uh, we're we're <laughs> we're talking with a wall between us. This is so great. Yeah, we are. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, I think I think this will be fine. It's a little it's a little more echoey in here for me too, but it is like dead. So we'll just sound like we'll we'll just sound different this time. That's fine. We'll just sound different. Gentleness will sound different. Yes. All right. Welcome to Grace Extended, a podcast from Grace Church of Ridgewood, where we equip the church by discussing how what we believe affects how we live. To find out more about Grace Church, go to gracechurchnj.net. Welcome back to the Grace Extended Podcast. I'm Steve Palanin, a member at Grace Church in Ridgewood, New Jersey, and joining me is Senior Pastor Aaron Seifertson. This is, I'm officially back at work, so as we just talked about, this is my lunch break. And um, I'm, we are just sitting with a wall between us. So, yeah, still on Zoom, but in the same building. We're getting closer. We're get, we are getting closer. Yeah, yeah. And then we broke some stuff. And so we might sound a little it, different today. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting day to do gentleness as a fruit of the spirit with uh, the, the 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 stress that we are clearly under in, in, in the moment. So this would be good for us through the spirits, not just in the good times to the stressful times. And maybe, maybe this is the better mindset to talk about it. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Like, um, definitely is a good time. I think this is uh, officially the start back to school. So this is going to air on, on a Thursday and we're doing this on a Monday of the same week. So um, this is definitely a time where people are gearing up for change, you know, most places, uh, not just if you have kids, but just like a big, you know, even if you're not really involved in the whole school startup again, um, it's a big societal shift, you know, we're sending our kids back and like, what's that going to mean health wise? And, um, or if they're not still going back and it's virtual, what does that mean, you know, job wise? And I know, um, in the news that I'm consuming anyway, there's just a lot of unrest, about that and about um, race issues and police. And um, it just feels very um, tense. And I think when I know like in just personal, personal experience, like when you're feeling tense, it's not easy to be gentle. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is, we've probably said this throughout the series over the course of the summer, but we, um, as a society, and certainly as a church within that society, are entering into a very, and are, are in the midst of, as you referenced, but are kind of heading into the eye of a hurricane in a lot of ways, where there's just going to I think it's going to be as important as it ever has been for the church to really be mindful of the fruit of the Spirit, to, to not just know it, not just memorize it, but really try to understand and see how, how is this passage and how can this passage kind of just shape and mold how we're going to respond in all these different ways? Because yeah, from schooling to um, societal racial injustice to election season, um, you know, so there's micro reasons, macro reasons. It's in, within families, within churches, within towns, within states, you know, at kind of every level, there's just a really tense time and there's a lot of recipe for um, behavior that people would regret. Right or or, um, or or not be proud of and 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 yet at the same time like with every challenge there's this for the church and for Christians to really stand up and and uh, and dial in here and really be you know thinking about these things. Yeah. Um, did you just change something on your end? Should I just take this off? I might sound clear without them. 
Yeah, sure. Why don't I take them off? That's fine. I'll, I'll just. I'll, I'll, oh, it's so much better. Let's just do that. It's better. Okay. Yeah, it's better. Yeah. I think also seeing so seeing our society fragment so much um, over different issues, um, not just on political lines, you know, but just different opinions on how different things are handled, um, whether it's a pandemic or whether it's riots or whatever. And um, just f- trying to think about the balance of, you know, um, how do I keep my allegiance to Christ as my highest allegiance? And following the Holy Spirit as the number one thing I'm following wherever, wherever we land on things. But then also like, okay, what does that mean about when and how, and if I speak into those things that are going on? Yeah. That's kind of my main question when I think about, you know, okay, what is the spirit? I think maybe, maybe it's everybody. Like where does the spirit lead me in these things? Am I, you know, and and how do I know? It's always my question, but yeah. Well, and and I think there's a certain amount of needing to not not just live and learn, but be able to understand yourself, understand how you can sense the spirit is leading versus when 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 your flesh is trying to lead, and and how you can kind of tell the difference between the two. And a lot of that probably is just with experience and over time, and being able to recognize certain things as we mature in the Christian life, but. Um, I, I think certainly when it comes to gentleness, you, you, you have this attribute. We've had a couple of these throughout the series, but I think this one falls in the camp of just kind of being mostly overlooked and, and maybe neglected um, because it, it's just not associated with a strength, an attribute of strength that we typically associate, you know, in, in our day today, um, that strong leaders can't be gentle. Yeah. You know, if, you know, you, you can be gentle and there might be some nice aspects to that, but you really can't be a leader and be gentle. If you're going to be a leader, you got to be strong as if gentleness is not an aspect of strength. And so I think that's one thing that we need to like deconstruct in our minds before we're really going to be able to understand where and how scripture speaks of it. Um, and even from the Proverbs, you know, Proverbs 15, four, when it says a gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit you know, perverseness, kind of that coarseness, the um, uh, uh, stubbornness or mean spiritedness like that. W- when that is on our tongues, like it just, it, I love that phrase. It breaks the spirit. It breaks our spirit. It breaks the spirit of our churches. It breaks the spirit of our societies when gentleness gets thrown out the window and it leads to just a really hostile environment that um, a lot of negative things can flow out of. That's a really interesting picture. Like we have to be, if you're not gentle, right? You'll break someone's spirit, mm. you know, like kind of like if you're not gentle with like a, with like fine China, like it'll break. Yeah. You know? Or like a microphone that you're supposed to be doing a zoom uh, <laughs> podcast. in. you know, if you just stand up with a cord wrapped around your foot and it goes flying, I mean, that's, that's not gentle and things break when that happens. So it'd be something like that. I don't yeah. Know. That's a great metaphor for what we're talking about today. <laughs> what uh, a disaster. I also thought, I mean, um, uh, when you talked about um, gentleness, you're talking about the tongue, right? What was that? Yeah. Um, so it reminds me of like when in James, it talks about taming the tongue. Mm-hmm. We, being gentle with words is definitely like a hard thing to do. Um, yeah. So to be able to, it's, it talks about in James, being able to tame the tongue is being very difficult. So you think about like taming a wild animal, like it's not a, a weak thing to tame a wild animal. 
Like you mm. have to be tough and to be disciplined and you have to be firm and actually yeah. maybe even physically strong to be able to, you know, tame a wild animal. So if we're just being, if we're talking about just having gentleness of speech and then seeing like, oh, gentleness, you know, isn't really a trait of, you know, being tough. Well, like maybe it is because it depends on like what you're being gentle with and what you're holding back. Um, yeah. You know, in order to be gentle, um, if you've had to, you know, train your tongue to not, you know, say what you want to say is right when you want to say it. Like that's a, you know, a mark of toughness, I guess. Um, yeah. And I think the aspect of gentleness kind of along those same lines, it has kind of like the long game in mind, like, you know, to, to be gentle in the moment in order to promote um, strength and prosperity in the long run. And, and knowing that I generally can't act in the way that my first, you know, in, in my first reaction of how I want to act, it's probably not the most gentle way. And it's probably not the way we should, right? To kind of like check those emotions, be able to recognize that and not act upon that kind of first heated moment and say whatever's going to flow in that moment. But, you know, in that same you know book of James, he says, be slow to speak, be slow to speak. Because those who are going to be quick to speak are not going to be gentle about it. Because yeah. very few of us have gentle things to say as the first thing that comes to our mind, especially in a tense situation. Um, so one guy I heard him put it that, you know, gentleness um, seeks to win the person, not the argument. And that, yeah. if you, you know, if, if you want to win, you know, you, you might win an argument, but you might lose the person because you didn't act gently, but gently might be willing to lose the argument, so to speak, in order to gain the person and kind of, again, just having that long game in mind um, that would promote just health and, and, uh, good spirit in relationships, but also again, at society at large, because I think that's the biggest point here is that gentleness is seen nowhere in our society right now. You know, we talk about social media later, but kind of the outrage culture of be the first to condemn first to judge first to, to cry, you know, something or rush to judgment or give a harsh word because you, you know, they think that's just in the moment. Um, but a, a, sen a sense of gentleness, a measuredness, a, a, a not rush to judgment and, and just kind of um, being slow to speak will make us stand out because nobody's doing that right now. And my hope is that gentleness will prevail in the long run, that those who are going to be more mindful of that are going to be the people that we end up trusting most in every sphere of life. Yeah. It's really hard to imagine. I'm oh, sorry. Um, I think that it's difficult to, I guess, I guess, I guess, like you said, to appear like a leader by being gentle, because I also think it's difficult in our, in our society now that if your public voice um, is valued in any way, if you sort of delay a response when you're, when people think that you should have one, it's almost seen as like a weakness or that you must be holding a viewpoint that isn't popular, right? Like if you don't immediately share an opinion in some way or, you know, judge someone or draw a conclusion on something in either direction, uh, it's kind of assumed that, oh, they're being quiet. So I guess that they don't, they, they're not, they're not really with us, you know, or something like that. I don't know. It's like super vague way to explain it, but, um, and then, I, but then my mind goes to Jesus, right? So when Jesus was facing his most pointed accusations in front of the high priest or in front of Pilate, right? He was mostly silent. You mm -hmm. know, I could say like that he was definitely practicing 
uh, a meekness to him. And yeah. um, so, and that was really, they were really, most people were very frustrated with that. I think even reading the Bible, you're a little frustrated with that. Like this is, this is the time where you could say something, you know? And, and I know that there was a specific reason behind that and he had to go to the cross and all those things, but he also modeled like this gentleness and meekness that I think um, Paul is referring to when he mentions this as one of the fruits of the spirit, yeah. um, you know? Does yeah, that sound and, and, does that sound correct, or is that really like unique to Jesus and only his story? Well, probably both, right? Like, there's you know, certainly he had a, a, a very clear plan in that process, and Pat, you know, in, in Holy Week heading to the cross of knowing that he, because there were times throughout his ministry where he did speak and he did not retaliate, but he was quick to correct people who were accusing him. Um, but in that time, he knew that the time had come and that he was going to lay his life down, but that's not weakness. <laughs> that's meekness, as you said, that yeah. really displays strength. Um, but I think there is an ethic of being that you see then throughout the letters, especially you talk about leaders, like that's a qualification of a leader. You should not be a leader in a local church if you cannot practice gentleness, because you will ruin not only your own soul, but the church, you know, whatever the opposite word of gentleness is, that's what ruins churches. And, and it, and it ruins relationships. And if you don't have leaders who can practice gentleness, then you're going to be in trouble. And so that, you know, I like the kind of picture that Christians should not be into hot takes, you know, like, okay, here it is right off. You know, I, I saw the headline, I saw the news story and 13 seconds later, I'm giving you my hot take and this is what it is. Um, and it's not to say that we should be passive. I think we talked about this with the patience virtue, like the opposite of patience is not passivity. Right. It's not that we're just like, oh, I don't really care. I'm just, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to appear gentle and meek, but I really just don't care. No, that's not Christ either. It, it, it's a, it's an active gentleness. Um, and, and being able to understand the times, understand the moment. When is it time to speak? When is it time to not speak? And, and really be mindful of, of that. And especially in the case of a leader, that's not just you that you're dealing with, but also, those that God has entrusted to your care. Um, so, but I think you're spot on. We have to look to Jesus in this. And even when Jesus says in Matthew 11 about himself, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, so he self-described himself as gentle and lowly and knows being very strength, you know, divine qualities that we can model, even though we won't be as good as him. But, um, and that's one of 2020's best-selling Christian books, uh, put out by Crossway this year is the book Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland, based upon these, these, those verses in Matthew, um, that, that we can come to him. We can be gentle with ourselves because Christ has been gentle with us. And then we can be gentle with others uh, and patient with others because he was patient with us. So I, I think that's the real pathway for us there. So when I look to Jesus too, I think about, uh, cause I, my, my main question with gentleness is like, okay, so when do we speak up? You know, if we, if, if we're meant to be um, gentle and lowly, then, and, but there are, you know, um, you know, we live, we, we, we live in this, in a society where, um, 
like we believe that you know organizing and assembling and you know getting the word out and persuading convincing you know causing sort of like a big show um will promote change in our country right and i think Mm -hmm. like this is generally uh, agreed upon no matter what side you're on because you know people are always protesting something or you know um promoting ideas um so i think you know it doesn't really appear gentle if you're like yelling with a sign somewhere Mm. or if you're you know every day standing outside of an abortion clinic or you're you know gently you know i don't know what else people do (laughs) but you know like when when is it appropriate or when is it still a work of the spirit in gentleness to you know participate in our you know society like that in our in our american political system um what do you think about that because hmm. I, I when i when i think about gentleness i'm thinking like okay um you know not really speaking up very often kind of being subservient to the powers that be i was looking up a verse in titus which i don't have with me uh written down right now but it talked about um you know sort of like being quiet, living in submissiveness, avoiding arguments and being courteous to all. Right. And I, and I, I know most Christians understand about, you know, um, you know when is civil disobedience okay and all that, but just yeah. in the general discourse, like in the marketplace, like when should, should we be as Christians seeking to be quiet or should we be seeking to have our voice heard? It's a great question. Um, <laughs> totally not fair. The pastor well, knows. We'll just ask the pastor. The pastor will tell no, us. No, you know, well, it's it, it makes you think, right? Well, because I mean, the, the answer is that it depends, right? Like, it, it's one of those areas where it takes a lot of wisdom to be able to understand again the situation, your place in it. Um, should you have a voice? Do you have a voice? Should you sit back? you know, and listen, I mean, going back even to our episodes that we did right after George Floyd was killed and we talked to Scotty, like that's kind of what we said, that we, we want to be active listeners. So we, we want to be actively not talking. And, 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 and then yet there is a time then to talk and act and take next steps. And so what I would say, just trying to think this through and, you know, process this in real time is that the Bible never calls us to be gentle with sin. It never calls us to be gentle with injustice. It yeah. never tells you to be patient with abstaining from sin or running from fleshly desires or putting things to death that are not of God. But it does call us to be gentle with those who are struggling with sin, who are maybe not as far along as, as we are. And so it, it's that kind of that finding that tension point of not condoning injustice, whether personal or systemic, but also not bullying your way through people, even with your right answers. And, and, and that's the tightrope that I think Christians are called to walk. And that's why it is so difficult. And that's why I think that it's been so hard. That's been either one or the other of just don't care. Anything goes or have this real kind of fundamentalist approach to, to it that, you know, those two, things are almost easier to do than handle a situation firmly, but gently. And um, again, I think all roads lead you back to Christ and, and just, you know, gazing upon him and how he went about his earthly ministry, but also knowing his mission as a whole was to lay down his life 
for others so others can find the rest in him and for us to consider what he's done for us and how is that being reflected in the way we handle others you know can we say we are we are firm with sin but gentle with sinners and what's that look like in every situation yeah and if we're i think that is that was a great answer by the way i feel personally satisfied by that answer (laughs) and i also think that um it shows that we can be gentle in those, you know, when we are participating in the public discourse, right? Um, it shows a trust in God through, you know, through it when we are still gentle, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we're not bullying our way through it, if we're just, you know, saying what we believe needs to be said or what God is asking us to do, and then we sort of step back in, or stay in a, you know, gentle place with it you know it, i think it shows to other people uh that we trust the lord in all of this that god god's will, will god's will will be done in this situation yeah. yeah and i'm only gonna do as much as he's called me to do and then i stop or i take a step back and i don't go that extra step of i have to make this happen yeah i think it shows the trust in god to others and i think it 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 requires us to trust god in the things that maybe that 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 we're passionate about we don't want to be gentle about because we know that ultimately god's the one who's going to do it yeah those things happen so and then as a as a church body um how are we to how is the holy spirit working out gentleness within the corporate church body Hmm. yeah I, i don't know if aggression should ever be a word that describes the church yeah. Right. You know, that we are convictional, that we are passionate, but that we're not going to be aggressive, that that ultimately any healthy church is healthy in so much that they have people that are, that are all across the spectrum of the faith journey. So a healthy church is not just a bunch of mature believers and no immature believers. That's actually an unhealthy church because it's kind of showing that those mature believers are not actively you know, living in a life, living in a way that's attractive to non-believers or new believers to kind of go on that journey with them. So a healthy, thriving church is one that's a little bit messy and that it has people all different aspects of that journey together. And so a church that can gently handle people who don't see way, you know, see things the way they do or are need that time to wrestle through some of the truths that the church stands for and, and not feel like they have to go figure that on their own and then decide if they want to come back. But in the process of the life of the church and the community of the church that they can process and, and, and discuss and wrestle through some of those things. So I, I think a gentleness with people in that way is really important. And, and that's not programmatically driven. That's a culture, you know, within a church. Um, and then ultimately, you know, if, if we want to be active in our outreach and we want to uh, be evangelistic in our actions, in our words. Um, it's actually, you know, what we're, it's gonna be the final passage for our reset series here on the vision of the church of, um, you know, the famous verse in first Peter three fifteen. but in your hearts, honor the Christ, the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that it's in you. Semicolon yet do it with gentleness and respect. So again, yeah. we have a convictional message, but we're called to carry that out and communicate and proclaim that message with a way that is gentle and respectful to a world that doesn't hear it. 
or who doesn't yet know it. And I think that God uses gentleness as a very means of grace to bring people to faith. And, you know, and, and so in that way, it, it kind of makes gentleness one of the top, you know, if you're going to rank this through the spirit, if that's vital for your evangelism, then something that church as a whole should, should very much want to emulate and practice and, and, and see evident in the life of their body. Well, such a good answer. It's just so comprehensive. Um, I mean, well, it helps that I'm also preparing the sermon on it. So when, when, when the podcast kind of, it makes me sound way smarter than I am when I, when I have all the, <laughs> the study for a sermon kind of uh, aligning with, with these podcast episodes. But, but the, I mean, one of the reasons why I know a lot about it is because it's so hard. Yeah. And it's hard for me personally. I think it's hard for churches to practice that. Very easy to say, very hard to put in practice. Yeah. No, I agree. I think as a parent, it's very difficult to think of being gentle. I think the first thing I, I, I think about is being gentle with my kids. And mm. I know that that's just me personally, but it's very hard, you know, because it's an yeah. easy place to lose patience and yeah. it's all kind of go together though. <laughs> but for sure. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting. I'm, I'm curious that, you know, if, if like, oh, I guess faithfulness is there because I'm thinking about a lot of these require a lot of trust in God that you as it is mm. not fully you doing it, you know, in order to be gentle to people, you have to know that you're not making it happen or whatever the thing that you are not being gentle over, whether it's your kids doing the right thing or, you know, something not going right at work or whatever. Um, you know, it, it requires a trust in God to be loving, to have joy, to be patient, to be gentle. And um, I think that's a great point because I think, as you're saying that made me think that gentleness really shows self-confidence and mm. Christ confidence that when you're confident in yourself, you don't have to be outwardly aggressive in order to push your weight around and show control and show people kind of who you are. But when you're gentle, you're showing not only confidence in yourself, but most of all a confidence that God is sovereign. He's in control. He will lead. And ultimately we submit to him. And so we don't, you know, and, and I think what flows out of that, is gentleness. So that's why the aspect and the picture of fruit that Paul gives is so important because a uh, good fruit shows a good root and yeah, you know, they, one's really going to flow to the next. And I think that just carries right over into social media. Like we've been talking about for each one that um, if we're, like you said before, if we're, um, is it, what did you say? Persuading the, per, what is it about the person, not the, Seeking to win the person, not the yes, argument. To win yeah. the person, not, not the argument. That would definitely carry over to social media here. And just knowing like when is the right time to say something or not to say something. And trusting God that um, maybe this maybe this debate will not really be won over this one conversation. Maybe this person, you know, we could pray for, for people instead of, you know, starting the conversation or, or continuing the conversation. Um, and if we are going to step in and say something, you know, it might be, it might not be like the one and done bombastic response, but it might just be like, you know, I feel like I'm called to gently include my, my comment in here, um, you know, for this person, not quite for, you know, for this feed, but maybe for these people on the other end of it. So. Yeah, that's really good. And, and you know, I think that that's pretty much the complete answer. And my, my the one thing I would add is that, um, it's always important for Christians to engage well on social media, man, these next two months, if I can just encourage and plead with everybody, this is going to be such a vital time. And, and for us to be mindful of the things we're doing, and maybe a good rule of thumb for gentleness and social media is that after your interaction with somebody, 
are they still in a position where they would want to talk to you more about that or even something else? Oh yeah. Or is their first thought of, I just don't want to engage with that person anymore. If that's their thought, we probably weren't gentle in our interaction. Wow. That's a great way to think about it. I like that a lot. Well, we're going to be coming back to you next week with self-control. That kind of leads in really nicely. Like, yes, it does. It's the last one, right? That's, that's, that's that the, last, the last, the last fruit. Yes. And then after that episode, we'll have a little break. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we'll probably come back at the beginning of October with um, maybe a Q&A on Fruits of the Spirit. So if you're interested in submitting a question about anything we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, uh, last many weeks about the Fruits of the Spirit, um, you can send an email to gracenjpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and then we'll go through their, your questions and hopefully we'll be able to answer some of them when we come back after the break. Uh, but we still have one more next week. So make sure to tune in for our last one, self-control next week. Um, so for today, you've been listening to Grace Extended, a podcast of Grace Church in Ridgewood, New Jersey. Please subscribe to the podcast and you will receive our episodes as soon as they come out. Uh, you To find more about Grace Church, you can go to gracechurchnj.net. Uh, please send us an email for anything or the Q&A at gracenjpodcast at gmail.com. We also do have Project Backpack, which is still running, so you can donate there at sohm.org slash backpack. And we'll be back next week, and we look forward to seeing you then.